It's Pandarin Talk. Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows that it's Pandarin Talk. Pandarin Talk. Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows that it's Pandarin Talk. Welcome back to another edition of A Day in the Life with Sean Dangler. Before I actually get into this, I got one thing I want to talk about um, that I don't think waiting for Jordan is probably necessary. Uh, it's Fred Hoiberg, guys. I, I'm not going to go into, like, I think it's fine Fred Hoiberg's going to coach for Nebraska. Nebraska, it's fine. You know, he gets to do whatever he wants. I didn't realize he had the family connections to there, which makes perfect sense and is, you know, honestly good because, you know, his uh his grandpa coach there, I guess. Didn't know that. His parents graduated from there. That's cool stuff. There are connections there. The one thing I'll say is everyone was flat out wrong. <laughs> I mean, I was probably wrong in where you're thinking. Not one time after he got fired did I ever hear anyone say, you know what Fred Hoiberg's going to do? Go to Nebraska and coach for the Cornhuskers. That is not what anyone said. Not anyone at all. That's fine. But, like, I, I don't know. I guess it's just a, a thing to be proven, and I've fallen fallen victim to this. Just don't don't believe everything. You know, people always say, I don't know, people were, basically I'm saying this because people are like, oh, he's staying in the NBA. You know, he wants an NBA job. He wants to be, um... You know, he wants to work uh, in the front office, you know. And I believe that. Um, or people are like, he's going to go to UCLA. He's in coach for the Bruins. And I want to say, that never came. I, I didn't hear anything really after that. Or the NBA. And it sounded like, I don't, God, I can't remember what I was reading. But I feel like they said he made contact in February about this job. Or, like, there's potentially some news. Or I'm making this completely up, and you can just not listen to this part at all. All I want to say is that everyone was wrong. <laughs> so when you're reading stuff, reports, whatever you got to do, whatever people's prediction is, just just as a friendly reminder, take it with a grain of salt, because I definitely uh, needed to do this. But... Words of uh, Fred Hoiberg, I'm glad he's not in the Big 12. I'm glad he's in the Big 10, and I hope Nebraska whoops the hell out of Iowa every year in basketball. Just pisses off Fran, and somehow Fran can finally get fired. I don't get it. I The, the thing is, there's like people who really defend Fran, and there's people who really hate Fran. And I don't really care either way, because I think Fran's an entertaining person. But... Iowa fans are always unhappy with your coach. You're an Iowa fan. Like, when have you ever been happy with your basketball coach? Even your football coach, Kirk, I tell you. Kirk's been there forever. And yet every year you think he's going to get fired after, like, one game. Yet basketball, it's even worse, I feel like, that they really just want to fire him. I mean, they've had like, Lou Olson was there, and they wanted rid of him. Steve Alford, not the greatest guy. I'm fine with him. <laughs> Being gone. Todd Licklider, absolutely understandable. But Fran, this has been going on forever with Fran. Man. He's been all right. He hasn't been great. He's better than Licklider. 
I don't want to talk about that anymore. Oh, whatever. Uh, moral of the story is don't listen to everything you read or don't read everything and take it. Take everything with a grain of salt because people were dead wrong with the Fred Hoiberg predictions. Like, absolutely dead wrong. I want someone. There is a prediction that someone saw that he was going to Nebraska, like, right after he got fired or within, you know, a couple months afterwards. I want to see it because I don't think anyone saw this coming. So that's kind of ridiculous. Um, but whatever. But this isn't why you're here to listen. You're not here to listen to me talk about uh, good old good old college basketball by myself. I could do that. Uh, here's my prediction. My bracket is busted. It sucks. That's fine. But what I want to talk about, because this is a day in a life podcast is I want to talk about, you know, one, uh, major thing I did this last week. And that's that I went to a Weezer concert. Yes, the band Weezer, the band that sings Beverly Hills, Pork and Beans, Buddy Holly. There's a lot. Island in the Sun. All those songs. They sing a lot of songs. That's what I learned. Not more, more of the stories I learned, man, they've got a big fucking repertoire of songs. Like go, I was listening to their Spotify, and there's a lot of songs. You're like, damn, these are good songs. And there's a lot of them. I've never heard of them. And I was like, I like this. But yes, I went to their concert. They're in Des Moines, a good old Wells Fargo Arena with the Pixies, and Basement was opening for them. Went with a friend. Um, my wife, uh, she did not go. Um, she would have gone if no one else would have gone with me, which is kind of sad. Um, but luckily, Madison came along um, because she is a. She's actually going into it. She's more of a Pixies fan. Then probably a Weezer fan. She didn't know what to expect from Weezer. But, so we, you know, we went to the concert. We ate at Hy-Vee beforehand, because that's what you do for concerts in Des Moines. You eat at Hy-Vee. But then I got the tickets. I've done this a little bit, but I got the tickets and uh, a QR code or whatever sent to my phone, so it was just a PDF. Very handy. You know, you don't have to worry about carrying sheets of paper around with you. It's just on your phone. You just got to make sure you track the email. That part I just had in my inbox in my email for like five months. But it worked. Um, But yeah, so basically what happened is um, we went to this concert. We get into the concert. We get there. We find our seats. We're not that close. I picture like if you're at an arena. Any any bigger basketball arena, not the McLeod Center, like Hilton Coliseum, not fucking Carver because Carver's just a fucking weird arena. How they have that uh, divvied up and it just extends so far back. Um, not that. Um, like Hilton, not any real basketball arena like Target Center up in uh Minnesota. Minneapolis. Think about that. But we were like, think the stage is on one end of where like the hoop would be, you know, like that. We were on the opposite end, you know, not luckily not behind the stage. We're on the very opposite end up in the 200. So not in the lower bowl, but the mid bowl. They didn't have the upper bowl open, which I don't think they do for most shows. I assume the only shows those are open for are country concerts, which is 
understandable. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if they're even open for that. I imagine when Garth Brooks came to town, people were like, yeah, put me up at the 300s. I can't say anything, but this is Garth fucking Brooks, bro. That's what I imagine. It was that. But it's good. Uh, it, our seats were decent enough. I didn't have to see the stage that close. Uh, but we get get to our seats. You know, we chill out. Show starts. Uh, basement comes out. Uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of Basement. Um, they should have been playing in a basement. And I don't mean that as a derogatory thing towards the band Basement. But their music was very punk rocky, where it like I would think I would enjoy it more if I was in a basement, a grimy ass basement with them fucking going balls to the wall. It just was not an arena sound that they had. It also was like them and the Pixies, their guitar overpowered like everything else in the band. Like I could not hear what the lead singer was saying. Like it was just too loud. But yeah, basement played for like 20, 25 minutes probably, and they're they're all right. Not great. I I was not a personal big fan of them, but I guess they've been around a while. But yeah, they arenas just aren't their cup of tea in my in my opinion. And then the Pixies came on, and I know the Pixies are a bigger band that people have heard of. I personally had never heard of them before, but they were kind of not co-headlining, but they were like definitely be- like featuring, but big featuring for Weezer because they played like an hour long set which is not what a feature normally does or an opener or whatever but a lot of people were there for the Pixies I do know that like a lot of people I I had a couple co-workers go that were excited for the Pixies I saw a few people with shirts on that were just Pixie related shirts and not Weezer related shirts no they did fine. Again, like I said, their guitars too loud. I knew one Pixies song, maybe two. There's another one I was like, oh, I feel like I recognize this, but I don't know if I really did. The one Pixies song I knew, I guess it's the theme song to the film Fight Club, which is a good film that I've seen. Didn't know that was theirs. Um, but yeah, they strummed it hard. They did well. Uh, but again, just not my cup of tea. Uh, I believe I think it was in between basement and pixies though. I went out and got, you know, a beer. I thought I was going to get the 25 ounce silo can. Nope. Just got a very large plastic cup to drink out of. It was fine. Had to pee a lot later. I think I peed in between Weezer and the pixies or pixies and Weezer. But yeah, I basically uh, did not enjoy the first two bands. <laughs> it's just not not my cup of tea. Because they're just more hard rock. And Weezer's more soft rock. Not soft, soft rock, but like softer. The rock I like. <laughs> not like, I'm going to blow your dick off with how loud I can strum this guitar rock. Like, I'm gonna just going to... Let you enjoy a good guitar solo rock. That's what Weezer is. They ain't blowing my dick off. But, so, they they had to set up the Weezer part, you know. Uh, they curtain the whole stage so you couldn't see what they were setting up. 
And so you were just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, like, this kind of happened. They didn't announce it. You know, you kind of, the lights were kind of shut off. Uh, but the Weezer, they came out, the four of them. River Scott, I don't know the other two. Rivers and Scott, I should say, not River Scott. Rivers and Scott. They came out in a barbershop quartet uniform and kind of barbershop quartetted the song Pork and Beans. And they kind of caught this crowd by surprise, which was kind of cool. Came out, did that, did that jam. Got the crowd amped. Then they ran back, then ran behind stage. That took a little bit. So you're kind of like, okay, they sang this. Now, how long are we going to wait for them to get back out on stage? Uh, sure enough, they came out sooner than later. Um, they did. Curtains dropped. Weezer was there. The setting of their where they're playing were the 1950s. I think they led with Buddy Holly. They basically played some softer songs. Did that. Um, they before you even asked, yes, they played Africa. It was great. They played a few albums, songs off the Teal album. The the album where they had all their retro uh, songs. It said No Scrubs. And every time, like, I think Rivers thought he was clever, but he was just like, and now we're going to play a song you may not know. And they lead with, like, No Scrubs or Scrubs. So I don't even know what it is. Uh, but that was cool. And, you know, they basically played all their hits. There were probably a couple songs I didn't know what they were. But majority of the songs were hits. And I think that's why I enjoyed it more than Pixies and Basement. Because I knew what they were playing. And then their set change changed from... I don't know. What? Old school to like punk rocky. Like garage band. And they played more songs. I think the themes of the songs were supposed to kind of go along with the theme of the set design. But... I didn't really get it that well. And finally, their final set design, which I'm a big fan of, was literally just buckets of flames just going off when they'd hit certain things. And then there was a Weezer, big Weezer symbol, which in the previous two set designs was kind of shoddily made one, but this last one was like big neon lights with flames coming out. Also, when they played big notes. It was great. It was. Yeah, I, I it was it was tremendous. They played Beverly Hills. That was probably that's the first time I ever probably had a real connection with Weezer, which I'm sure there's uh fans out there, more serious fans. I will say I'm not like a big, 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 big fan of Weezer. I've I just enjoy all their songs, but I'm not gonna like go in depth and tell you how this out the green album's better than the black album or all these different things. Like Oh, sorry. I'm recording this late at night, so I just yawned. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I, I, I just enjoy their music. So they played Beverly Hills, which I was excited for. But they played it in a less poppy version of it. They played more like heavy guitar. They had a nice guitar riff in it. It was cool. It was great. Also, another reason I think their bands were better is because they actually utilized the projection screen, so I could see like. Since we're so far away, it's like, oh, I'm up close with them. I'm not, like, can't just look at just the stage and see how far they are. But then, they uh, at one point, Rivers hopped on a boat. 
Not like a man-made, like a man-made boat. A boat that wasn't a real boat, but it was like goofy enough called the SS Weezer that Rivers hopped on the lead singer of Weezer uh, and he plays guitar. Uh, Rode that out while they played um, that Ozzy Osbourne song they covered. I am an idiot and forgot what it's called, but that one. It's a lot of hard guitar. Rode that. Then he rode out to the very end, the the opposite end, close to us where we were sitting, and then played a couple songs, you know, to get intimate with the crowd, and then rode back and rode back. And then it was funny because then he pulled out, and this this boat sat like probably ten feet above the ground, so like you can't really touch him. But then he pulled out a um a paddle and then started pretending he was paddling back. It was great comedy. Uh, one thing I will say about Weezer that makes him great is the fact that you feel like you can be, anyone can be in Weezer, because they dress just like dads, and it's tremendous. Um, that's why, maybe that's why I secretly love Weezer, because I'm like, I can do this. I can really, really do this. It'd be great. So, basically, uh, th- at this one point in the show, they pull out this VCR with a TV, you know, an old school TV with the VCR. And they put in this VHS tape, which is uh, for the, uh, which has their music video, uh, Pork and Beans, which I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen that Pork and Beans video, but it's basically the video where uh, they have like the original YouTube hits shows like the Ninja, Nunchuck Ninja Guy, like Evolution of Dance. Like, those characters that, like, before YouTube became, like, a money thing. Like, where it's just people putting goofy videos, really dumb stuff. Dramatics were all out there, and people really enjoyed that. So they had that video all prepped to go. But when they started playing, they are going to sing along with the music video. When they did that, the video glitched. And, like, Rivers was, like, looking at it. And he, like, made a motion. Like, you're kind of like, oh, this is not supposed to happen. But then they like started, you know, playing kind of the song, and they got in between. They got after the first verse, and it still wasn't working. And tech guy ran up on stage trying to fix it. But then they just started like kind of, you know, in between the first verse and second verse, they were kind of just riffing along, and people were making jokes. And you're like, seems a little planned, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and then finally, Rivers just asked the crowd if anyone can pull up the music video on their phone. Everyone's replies, hey, we're in a big arena. No one gets Wi-Fi here or internet. But sure enough, someone did. Threw up their phone, and then the tech guy held that little phone on top of the computer, and the camera zoomed in on it so everyone could watch them sing along to the video. It was great. But yet at the whole time when uh, Madison and I left, we were like, this just felt planned. Like This seemed to go too smoothly. So with like, you know, that's what I thought. I talked to other people and they kind of thought the same thing. But turns out Madison had a friend go to Weezer the, on the Saturday night, two days after we went to the Weezer show in Minneapolis and they did the VCR bit and it worked right away. So unless they're like playing out when this doesn't work, does work, doesn't work, does work. We kind of saw a cool little thing because it, it was they kind of went off of it. They had to play off of it and riff off of it, which is cool. 
Um, so shouldn't be so cynical about those things, I guess. But yeah, the concert was great. It was like they played for like an hour and a half, maybe hour forty five, maybe maybe that. We were out of there by eleven. Um, Weezer, you know, they did all their hits. Did encore ended it with "Say It Ain't So," which was great. Crowd got into it. Um, Madison was super happy. She she wanted to write a note to to Kim about how she uh, was thankful Kim didn't want to go because she really enjoyed the show and Weezer blew him away, and Weezer blew me away. It was tremendous. I'd recommend anyone to go see a Weezer show. They put on a good one, and that's a day in the life with Sean Dangler. At a Weezer concert. Please go see Weezer. Or any concert. I didn't go to concerts a lot growing up. But the last few years I've started going. And they're not bad. As long as I don't have to stand the whole time. Alright that's a day in the life with Weezer. My name's Sean Dangler. Check out all the cool stuff we got going on. On the Pandering Talk. Alright bye bye. Thank you guys for listening to the Pandering Talk. If you liked what you heard, please like and subscribe us and give us five stars on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast at. Otherwise, if you want to reach out to us, please hit us up at our Twitter account at Pandering Talk or our email account at panderingtalk at gmail.com. Plus, if you want to talk to Sean Dangler personally, hit him up at Sean Dangler. Jordan doesn't have Twitter because he's too cool for that. All right. Thank you, guys.